Hello, hello, here we are again coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha and this is of course the Paranormal World Show under the umbrella of uh, Broadcast Team Alpha. You know, the show for the thinking global citizen that is not afraid to step outside of the box and look what is there. Because it's different than what's in the box. Well, my name is Augie, and I'm the captain here tonight, and uh, I will uh, introduce you to a guest again, which uh, we had here probably about a month or so ago as a guest. But we're going to talk about something totally different, because there's some really weird stuff going on over in Europe, and you're going to love to hear about it. And uh, we are coming to you now from about 40-some-plus different platforms all over the world and we are also transmitting through the wonderful platform of the conscious awakening network and because of them we are also on the roku three tv station and a bunch of other places so check us out you'll find us just about everywhere and uh, yeah check out the um, the conscious awakening network.org you're going to find a bunch of good stuff there. I think it's about close to 50 different shows now that it's going. And look through the titles of it, and I bet you're going to find one that you can't live without seeing. So just try it out. And uh, <clears throat> before I introduce the guest tonight, uh, I want to tell you how you can connect with us. Because uh, you can find us on BroadcastTeamAlpha.com. You'll find us on YouTube with the same name and uh, pretty much everywhere else with the same name. And uh, if you are seeing us on YouTube right now, please subscribe. If you like what you hear and see, subscribe because that will help us. And also click the bell next to it because then you'll know when the next video comes out and the next show comes out. And uh, you don't want to... You don't want to miss out on that. And uh, YouTube is also the best place to watch us because that's the only place where we watch the chat room. You can ask questions and you can participate in the show in the chat room and we may be able to answer your questions right there in the chat room if you like. And also, <clears throat> I want to mention that Nori and I created a spiritual think tank where we do incredible things, things that, according to the laws of physics, should not happen, but it does. And if you want to come and have a look at that, uh, send us an email at themastermindconnection at gmail.com. themastermindconnection at gmail.com. And I'll send you some information about the mastermind, what it is, how it works, and what we do. And also, I'll send you a link so you can come and check it out. And uh, now I'm going to introduce the guest again. He's returning to Broadcast Team Alpha. And uh, we have Brett Shepard here. And uh, he is, uh, he's got a long time history of extraterrestrial contact. Uh, he went through a lot of childhood trauma and an uh, early ET abduction by a very friendly ET that uh, also helped him through the, the trauma. And he started uh, early to study the esoteric knowledge. He also had a time anomaly 
Later, he started to study NASA prints and anomalies, and he found that things are not like they were being told on the moon and on Mars. We are not alone. And, uh, yeah, that that term becomes a joke. If you look at all the pictures and everything, all the evidence of stuff going on out there. He also started the Lunar Anomaly Research Society. And you can Google that and you can go to, you can find it through several places. So the Lunar Anomaly Research Society. I know they're on YouTube and uh, and uh, pe- Facebook, I think, both, I, I believe. And uh, that pretty much establishes the fact that NASA is full of something that we can't say on TV. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, welcome back here, Brett. We, we got some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me back. You know, this it takes a long time to talk about all of these things. Yeah, and um, I could just I, I could talk about them forever, but um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I know you're a digger, and uh, you uh, get out of the box, and you get so far outside of the box that you find stuff that other people probably never will be able to see or find. The, they would be you know, afraid to see what I see. Yeah. 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 There you go. There's a lot of fear out there because the people in the box, they're afraid of their own shadow. And that's why they <laughs> normally don't show up in sunshine. But I, I get it. They they get a pass. You know, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> that's it. all. yeah it's their <clears throat> journey. So we we have to love them. But yeah. you you found something a while back about some girls, some young ladies, I should call them, over in the Czech Republic. They've had yeah. some incredible experiences for years, very verified experiences. They have communicated with extraterrestrials, and they have some really anomalous things happening in a specific restaurant where things are falling out of the ceiling and something is talking to them. And I would want to you talk about this, but tell us a little bit about the girls first. They have basically an average education at the uh, similar to the high school level here, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have been given some really far ahead science information that excites some of the scientists they're telling about it. (coughs) Where do you want to start on this? Well, um, um, when when this started for them, they they told the story of um, a a contact or a, a, a very disruptive contact um that they had they they came home one day um i think they're i'm not sure if their father was home or not with them but um they they went in the house and and they heard a bunch of crashing and clanging and banging going on in the upstairs i believe or in the other room i believe it was they said it was upstairs i'm not sure but 
they said when they saw this this creature it looked like a like a uh, draconian type of extraterrestrial or interdimensional with wings and uh, you know like a lizard type being not unlike the friendly communications they've had with the other sort of uh, entity you know but th this this scared the crap out of them they they weren't real thrilled about it and i i think um they they felt like it was going to hurt them or or maybe you know it did try to hurt them um but that that's how all of this started and i think that um i i think i don't know why but they are a portal you know there there's some kind of portal and it has to do also with with the energy of the area that they live in um you know not yeah you know it, it's a geographic vagueness but <clears throat> that part that part of eastern europe you know um where this happened um it 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 started um a little bit of history it started all the way back you know, and into um nazi germany you know in the 50s or 30s rather um, where where they were studying Brill and all of this other things, um, and there was this lady named Maria Orsich, mm -hmm. whose whose you know um, energy is very compatible to her uh, Ilona and Ivana, you know, which yeah. is just something I notice. You know, it's something I notice. Um, but th this lady also used the same techniques to communicate with uh, a spirit from Aldebaran. Is what their entity said mm -hmm. so another space being you know um and they they were talking about their obsession with real energy in their group um i believe it was the real society later before it was something else and this idea of real started in the united states the this these were subterranean type beings or interdimensional subterranean type beings who had wings and all kinds of same things and they called them brilliance mm -hmm. and they they were uh, beings that showed themselves to miners and they took a miner down into the caves and this miner wrote about all of these things and it, the the book was called the coming age mm -hmm. and i don't know if a lot of people know that part of the story but no um, this was another interdimensional aspect to their story <laughs> but you know so the uh, maria orsich used the you know um spirit board to contact this being from Eldebron, and it was communicating to her through the old um the old scythian type languages mm -hmm. like you know very nordic symbolism you know okay. and <clears throat> And I believe that that's what they use as graphics. I believe they try to communicate with graphic communication. And that's why they use the old symbols, you know, uh, this old symbolic language. Yeah. Well, sort of like the Chinese, you know, with their symbolic language. You and, mentioned, you mentioned Maria Orsic, or Maria Orsic, which is she's called. And when I look at the two ladies, Ilona uh, and uh, 
Maria Orsek, I see some real similarities in the way the contact is happening and yeah. even, even the material coming through in the written form in, in many cases here because they have science. There was science far ahead of their t time at the time. So there is the similarities they are yeah, bringing. a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but there that society that Maria Orsic belonged to really, um, it, what they were doing had little to nothing to do with the Nazis. You know, right. it was just something the Nazis were interested in. Um, you know, they were they were absolutely obsessed with the occult, so they they were interested in it. But their society was quite different from that. Um, it started out as a as an old society. Um, I, I think of the the Teutonic Knights with the black. You know, started that society mm -hmm. even way before yeah. the the Nazi stuff. Um, yeah, or Nazi Germany time period. Um, so they they started way back then. You know. And um, it ended up becoming something that 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 um, Madame Vavatsky was was into. Yeah, you know, it, it ended up being something to that nature of philosophy of sorts. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, it, it carried on. You know, it carried on. The two ladies in the Czech Republic now, and uh, uh, let's mention their names so they can get on record that they actually are part of this show. You could probably say it better than I can. So well, you go home. Yeah. <clears throat> Ilona, home. Ilona Podraska. Ilona Podraska, yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, and her sister. Yeah. How, how do you pronounce that? Ivana. Ivana. Mm hmm. Ivana Podroska. Yeah. 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 They were, uh, they've been doing this for a very long time. They have, and they have, um, they have an overwhelming amount of information that they're, they've collected from this entity. Mm -hmm. So much so that you can't deny that this is happening. Yeah. And they, they, they're, Ilona is a simple hairdresser, you know. And Ivana is a factory worker, you know, so their um, their life, their their everyday life is not all that creative. Yeah. Let's just say that. You mm -hmm. know, they're not highly educated. I I believe that they're they're intelligent women, you know, but I don't believe that they've been educated toward um nuclear physics and all of these other things that this communication is coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So that there, there's, there's that. So it's a very significant thing, and um, I'm, I'm not a skeptic. So I'm not, I'm not trying to find a hole in their story or something, you know. But I, I do, I, I do notice that that there are um, skeptics, you know. I've followed them too, and what they've said, and it's all rubbish, you know. Yeah. Uh, very small minds, you know. <laughs> they, they have a very large volume of information that has been brought through. And you helped them write a book about that. I, I did. And I, I just helped them put, put together their book for them because it, it was an overwhelming amount of information. And I, and I, I felt it necessary to not 
edit it um uh, to to edit it in english or whatever um but just put exactly what the being said yeah and how how they said it because i thought <laughs> how they said it was very important as well because remember there's a subtle communication going on there um so i thought i thought readers might enjoy how unusual that book is um that i told a little bit of story about them at the beginning of the book but most of the rest of the book i introduced that communication mm -hmm. and it, it started out with eb e. Oli, the entity from elijah um saying that he is not a ghost yeah so it already already pretty much lays down the fact that that he's communicating with them interdimensionally and yeah. that takes a technology a very special natural technology that that every human being has but mm -hmm. they they were chosen because i think they're very open um to that type of communication but they didn't even know they were you know so it was something that was very natural with them mm -hmm. and it might have had something to do with the angry entity that tried to hurt them and um did i tell that story yeah 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 you did <laughs> okay <laughs> but um the, the, the very strange things have been happening along the way you know first all of that all of those communications you know to lay down what what earth should do you know to become part of a galactic thing is what i believe the whole thing is about is to try and get us to kind of fly right so that we can become um a better planet you know better human beings etc because none of the communication seemed um to to be diabolical or militant you know so it wasn't it wasn't something that that i feel the the cia or or the pentagon or military um was secretly involved in or anything like that because there's like zero keywords that are military not a yeah. whole lot not a whole lot going on maybe accidentally but um mm -hmm. there there's not much there it, it, the being talks like um like like some entities that i have encountered or whatever or communicated with in dreams that i call periquin you know because that's what they said that their name was you know and and most of that communication was was um very vibrant dreams you know and very um very realistic feeling dreams and it seemed like a mirror you know because they were they would do all kinds of silly things that didn't make sense but when i woke up or whatever and thought about it it made sense mm. in my real actual life so it, so a lot of things were happening like that that that's similar to what they're going through you know yeah yeah i can see that and uh, there is some activities going on when they go to a restaurant a look just a i have some pictures they have sent me and i'm going to show you guys those pictures in a little bit where there's a restaurant when they go there things happen when they're not there I don't think anything happens, but there are things falling out of the ceiling, and there are pe there are 
somebody speaking through a speaker that is hooked up to the radio, but sometimes the radio is off and they still talk to the speaker. So there's right. Two, yeah. So uh, let's go there and find out what is actually the kind of activity that they uh, are engaging here. Well, I, I you know, and the way I, I, I look at it and from my experience with talking <laughs> to interdimensionals is they don't want to scare us. Um, they know that that technology is a little bit frightening to human beings, you know, mm -hmm. so they don't they don't want to come off frightening, you know. And it, they're not frightening. If, if anyone was to encounter them in their dreams, or they probably have encountered them in their dreams. They, most people wouldn't admit that, you know. But, um, so they don't want to frighten them, and they want to continue the communication, even though, you know, Ilona and Ivana have been through so much, I doubt that little would frighten them, you know. No, that wouldn't frighten them. No, <laughs> but so if they if they're talking to a a speaker that was on, and then they noticed that the speaker was off and it was still happening, yeah, that that is a very subtle clue that that they're trying to give them that that this is some kind of interdimensional communication. Yeah, and I I think. Um, well, you know, writing all of that down it, it would probably have given Ilona writer's cramp if she was to actually, you know, write all of the communications down. And I'm sure she's experienced a little carpal tunnel from it. But it, you know, she's if Ivana would, would tell them what she's what they're saying with the spirit board, and Ilona would write it all down. Mm -hmm. She was described, you know. For writing all of the communication down well you can't write all of that communication down in one session and think of it at the same time so it is direct communication that that is being transcribed yeah so that's the other clue if someone wants to to dig into that and find how they're doing it because it's not planned, you know. This isn't a plan of some sort. Um, they they just have a session with this with these entities, and and she's writing everything down that um, that is coming through Ivana. You know, so that that's kind of how that's working. Yeah, and the, the the spirit board has very little to do with it, except for a divination object. Um, to to help with the the communication from the interdimensional space and ivana mm -hmm. you know directly and this the spirit board or whatever i think it helps her concentrate on what they're saying easier um but i don't i i don't think that that it's actually spelling anything out particularly or but i think it's a device for for ivana to be able to to uh, translate that so quickly um, as a divination. Yeah. And uh, there was quite a while ago now, I get probably one or two texts a week from Ilona because uh, she, she sends me everything that they get. And 
one time, I think, oh gosh, it's got to be almost a year ago now. She sent me something that really was incredible, and that was, it was drawings, scientific drawings. There was no words to it. There was just lines of circuitry and uh, and components, and she didn't mm-hmm. know she didn't know what it was. But the she had that come through. And then she drew it out the way that it came through her mind at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've probably seen some of those drawings that they made. There are, yeah. there are drawings with messages on it, and there are. There well, are it, it reminded it reminded me a lot of the the Hanabu um, drawings that that came out of Maria Orsich. Yeah, you know, um, and the specs to you know the Nazi UFOs, etc. And and also the vortex energy drawings. Now, Maria Orsich was, you know, she wasn't some kind of mastermind either. Uh, oh. She was a very simple lady, you know. Um, but it, it, here she is drawing these these very scientific um, nuclear physics type drawings, you know, of, of these yeah. spacecraft and vortex energy and all of these different mm-hmm. um, philosophies and ideas about energy. And, and that that's what it reminds me of when you know when Ilona is drawing these pictures or whatever, and she doesn't know what they are. Um, the, these different types of circuitries probably mean something to a computer engineer, you know. Yeah, and and that I happened. Would... They had some of these drawings uh, presented to somebody at the university over there. Mm-hmm. And because everybody was laughing at it first, but they weren't laughing at the university because they saw that there's something here, so they they wanted to talk to them. I, I don't know how yeah. that came out, but uh, they did talk to somebody at the university about the drawings. They got interested. Yeah, they should be interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's I, I don't know where that went either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then they go to the restaurant and they sit down and, uh, hey, these, these girls drink, drink beer, okay? <laughs> so they order a of beer. Course. Yeah, uh, everybody in Europe drinks beer. And <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and, did when I was there. Yeah. yeah, me too. I made it at home. And uh, then they sit down and uh, they don't have to be there more than a few minutes and coins start falling out of the ceiling on the table and on the floor and mm-hmm. all kinds of goofy stuff start showing up in the room, fall, just popping out of the wall sometimes. Speak to this because this is, I don't know anywhere else where this has happened. Uh well, uh, the the closest thing that that I've in, encountered that, um, like someone that I've talked to was Andrew Bashago, and he was talking about portals and portal energy. And I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, a- Andrew is a friend of mine. He he um, got the Mars Anomaly Research Society started and was happy to help me when I when <laughs> when I called mine moon anomaly research society which was exactly the same acronym as mars anomaly research society so 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 he decided you know he'd help me out and um rename it lunar you know and he also introduced me to my girlfriend so that was nice of him 
but he I, talked about this whole, yeah this he talked about this portal energy you know where they would send stuff yeah. through an actual portal that that are in the united states um one i think was in mount shasta or something like that and it would come through to um or, or he talked about this one that they built actually um th th that they harnessed this portal energy and he actually went through it with his friends and ended up in chaco canyon mm. in new mexico so i thought that was that was highly interesting you know yeah. and, and and it, it seems like the same type of natural energy that that's um that's exploited with these different dimensional portals and when stuff is popping out that's just arbitrary stuff um it, it's not it, the the things that are coming out are not significant they're showing that there's an actual portal there so yeah. that's the significant thing is they they want us to know that that they are able to do these things um scientifically or otherwise mm -hmm. you know <laughs> and so i i think that that is the the subtle point to that you know because the the objects that are coming out are just like a hodgepodge of things that are eccentric and they're coming from different parts of the world or different states or whatever you know yeah uh, different countries you know yeah uh, so i i think I think what's actually coming out um, is is not all that significant. Although I would like to know, like I said before, um, the date that's on the coins, and and also how old the coins are. You know, mm -hmm. are there fingerprints on the coins? You know, I, there's a lot of different ideas that you could look at those objects and say, well, there if, if there's more to this, then maybe we should study those objects a little better. Yeah um wow. so yeah that's that's what i would do anyway the fingerprints that's an interesting concept that, <laughs> that that's... fingerprints are on it roy orbison you know who else yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you got elvis's fingerprint on there right but, right yeah but um Another thing that she uh, has told me in, in the text is that when the coins come through and some objects, they're little black tubes, which we're going to see in a little bit here, uh, I'll show mm -hmm. you the pictures, they are hot. They're warm. When the coins come through, they're not cold like they normally. They have a little temperature to it. And okay. some, sometimes the tubes, when they come together, it's been so hot that they melt together. Wow. So there's something with the energy in the tube, they're uh, in the funnel they're coming through, it's hot. So the object coming through is being affected by the heat. And yeah. So, so what would create that? I would think... I would think a, a lot of speed, you know, would create something like that, like heat, you know, yeah, um, yeah. friction, either speed or friction. Yeah, or just the energy in the in the funnel where they come could, if the yeah. energy, yeah, we're just guessing on this one, but. Uh, well, yeah, that's what Andrew Bishago said. He said <laughs> some people got stuck stuck in it halfway through or whatever and and their feet would get cut off and stuff like that you know so there's definitely a force there mm -hmm. 
with these um, different types of portals, especially on Earth, because yeah. the, the electromagnet state, the, the electromagnetic state is so high, yeah. which also causes, you know, heat, energy, and all that. Um, you know, when you, when you, magnets are going around at a high velocity, they're going to cause a yeah. lot of heat, you know. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... And there are times when uh, when they sit for a couple of hours at the restaurant, they have something like uh, I don't know about in the in the Czechoslovakian currency, but it could amount to about five to ten dollars worth of stuff, or sometimes more of coins falling onto the floor or the tables or in the lap of other people sitting in the restaurant. Some of these yeah. people they see those coins falling out of the ceiling or popping out of the wall and they get scared shitless and they leave. And then, Yeah, that would make me leave. Yeah, and then there are police officers that has been there and it's been verified and they see what's happening and the, the, there's a local TV station that came and they did a show on it because they saw this happening. They verified it. That's yeah, this. So there is a lot of evidence. This is no joke. It is happening. Oh yeah, it, it is happening. And you know, our like I said before, our government admitted that that they were working with extraterrestrials, and they have. Yeah. Uh, the whole Roswell thing was real, and everything else. So of course, there's something going on. There's something really major going on with the. Um, especially with the interdimensional aspect, you know, um, it makes me briefly think of, of Eisenhower, you know, on on the tarmac at Holloman Air Force Base when they encountered a, a interdimensional being, and the scientists it, it it froze them, it boggled their minds so bad they had they they couldn't even say anything. Yeah, um, they were absolutely in shock. And that's what happens when someone is going into that situation as a skeptic or something. Mm -hmm. They're going to be shocked when they realize that something really is happening because they're experiencing it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It's really interesting. I, uh, yeah. I do have some pictures here, so let me share screen and I will share some of those pictures with you. Sounds good, yeah. I will share screen here. And there we go. Oops. Let me try that again. I can see it. Okay. I see uh, I have the video and audio. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yeah. Okay, good. It's working. This is some of the coins flying out of the ceiling or popping. I was just showing up. And uh, there were one time she told me that she came back. They, they, they ordered beer. It was sitting on the table. And she walked to the bathroom and came back. And her beer was crooked sitting on the table. So she looked at that <laughs> and there was a coin underneath the beer between the table and the beer that was stuck underneath the, the beer. Wow. Yeah. And how did that happen? You know, that's, it's almost like somebody put it there. But her, yeah. uh, 
yeah, her um, her friend, I mean, her sister was there, and she said that there was no, there was nobody here. It just showed up. Hmm. So uh, yeah, this, that's that's interesting. It's a, yeah. it's it, it is a touchy thing, you know. It's very subtle, and some of it also seems like some kind of bar tricks or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's. I, that's like I said, that's how silly those interdimensional beings are. They like to do trickster type things. Yeah, they like to show off a little bit. They, they are a little bit show off -y. Yeah. yeah, they they're yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. Here is a tube that came through that's uh, on the left there at the top. And mm -hmm. all, the, all the coins from, uh, I don't know how long, but it could be an hour or two. I don't know that they assembled. And uh, there is more. Uh, I showed you this, and here is the restaurant. There is one wow. one guy sitting there, and this is inside the restaurant. And uh, when the quite often she says in the text that when the speaker box she is calls it start talking, the uh, chandelier and the uh, the fan here. And the lights flicker sometimes, and the lights start going back and forth, just like there's somebody wiggling it. Yeah, yeah, yep. So this is uh, really incredible. And here is more coins that is fly falling out of the ceiling. And yep, more coins. And here is, uh-oh, I cut myself off. I guess that didn't work too well, so I will. Uh, All right, there's your uh, Facebook page. Yeah, there's my Facebook page, and uh, let me see here if I can go up and get clear of something here. <laughs> that wasn't meant to happen, but it did. Here is a. It's a movie. Hello. This is in the restaurant. When coins are falling, she took a... Uh, I'm going to turn the volume on that down because I don't speak Czech anyway. So this is <laughs> what it... Uh, what it yeah, Ulrich, <laughs> Tady vidíš, to padá normálně z prostoru. Tamhle z toho, z té no, šachty, ne? No, 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 to vypadne, viď? 
tleskne to. Zachon nejvíc. Ale děje se to i taky, a u lidové školy umění taky padaly pěťáky. I v loni, i letos. A i v Amigu na zahrádce. Víš, Ulriku, že mám pravdu. Padají. Další, zvláště. Neboj. Tak já fakt musím nesvítit. I vás vírou. Padají pěťáky. Hele, i vám má další. Padají další. Tak dobře, děkuji tě. Sounds like almost like Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they're genuinely surprised yeah, <laughs> what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think that that's probably enough to to show that, yes, the coins are falling. And uh, it's a very <laughs> simple restaurant and uh, <clears throat> it's quite an experience. Oh, yeah. That's, well, uh, you know, yeah, their 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 innocence about it and their genuine the genuineness and uh, their, their authenticity, you know, yeah, about the whole thing is is what gets me. They're, um, yeah, very surprised naturally, very giggly and about it. You know, it's it must be weird. It really is a, a strange thing. Yeah. That, that there's uh, you know things popping through um, a portal, and, I, I, and I'd like to tell people it's not like you know Stargate or something. It, it, you you can't see a portal necessarily. You know there there's usually not a big um, science sci-fi to do about a portal. Um, sometimes they're just you can't see them, but you can see what comes out or in. You know. That's kind of like like when people see a um, see an interdimensional or a ghost and then it disappears. Yeah, they're 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 not really disappearing. They're just going through the portal, you know. Yeah. So there's a thing. Um, yeah. So and that's what it kind of reminds me of, you know, that that things are appearing and disappearing. Yeah, and the funny part about it is, it's really funny actually that. Uh, when Alona and her sisters there, they get coins, but it's usually about two to five or six dollars worth of coin that is falling when they're there. But they yeah. have, have been other people. She said there was a, a person there one time that he got Czechoslovakian money that was equal to about a hundred dollars. Yeah. And, and she says, why does he give it to other people and not me? <laughs> so, there, there really is. Yeah, they don't have any control of what's coming. They, they don't. Uh, that's another clue. Exactly. You're absolutely right. It's another yeah. clue that, that something's amiss because it's not just directed at them, you know. Um, it, it's the communication is all about them because when they're at the restaurant, then it happens, you know, Yeah. and whoever's sitting around or whatever, it's going to happen to them too. And they're that is a, a very recent development is that, yeah, normally it has been happening in the restaurant, 
but there were one time she went home and then coins starting falling out of the ceiling at her home. That was Ilona's uh, and her sister. At her home, so, yeah. So that, that, that's pretty validating, yeah. Yeah, that tells me that the funnel is not attached to the restaurant. It's attached to them, don't you think? Absolutely. I 100% I've always agreed with that, you know. Um, I don't think I've ever discussed that with them because I, I – I have I, I try to keep my communications with them very short so they can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's it's a thought process that can't that crossed my mind several times. You know, um, is this attached to them? And <clears throat> not no, I'm I'm not talking about some kind of religious way. I'm not a religious person. Um, but but it, it, is the energy attached to them? You know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. uh, now, now you help them write a book. Where can people find this book so they find out the rest of the story about what's going on over there? Well, um, okay, um, they they can go on. <clears throat> they can go on Amazon.com. Um, you know, where people normally buy books and their, their book is called Czech girls, um, capital C Z E C H girls, E T contact, like extraterrestrial contact, E T contact, um, colon with humanoid E B E Oli O L I E. And so they can find their book there, and it's a nice little book, and it, it's um, it, it's an exp exploration of the first contact um, with Ebioli and what he was saying early on. Mm. And they have been writing all this stuff down for years, but I, I maybe captured a few months of it in the book. Hmm. You know, I hope that helps, or I think yeah. it's a, a maybe a year of it. I don't know about a year of it. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. But but it, you'll get the idea when you read some of those things that they couldn't possibly in a million years um, imagine those things, um, especially the way they get the communications. Like I said, um, it comes through Ivana while she's doing divination on a spirit board. And it, Ilona is writing it down as as it comes, so there's no there's no thinking about anything. There, she is just transcribing exactly what that entity is saying to Ivana. Yeah, so it's it's a very very blunt, literal thing that's happening, mm -hmm. and the, the things that are coming through, they don't have any education of, not at no. all. It, it isn't their interest. It isn't their education. And a lot of times it isn't their belief. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's not in the realm of their belief system either. You know, a lot of times because they, um, um, as a lot of people know, you know, um, Eastern Europe and Europe in general is a, a little bit religious, you know. Oh, yeah, very but, much, very much. Right. <laughs> so, so the, this entities, you know, talking about a lot of things that you would not be able to say in a church. Okay. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah. but I hope people enjoy that you know that book, and I hope they're interested in their story because it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and uh, I I actually uh, talked to Alona about that, and uh, they were somewhat religious too when they started out. Yeah, that's what she told me. Yeah, that, that changed. <laughs> it changed. That that changed them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, everybody over there is pretty religious. I, I've been to those East European countries, and some of the stuff I talked about when I was there, I figured out very quickly that keep your mouth shut. You know, you don't make any friends talking about stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's the same in here in America, you know, yeah. um, in a lot of places. You you can't really talk about these things um, to, to yeah. probably... I don't know, a good 30% of the population, you couldn't even say these things. Yeah, I know. And uh, now you have had some incredible experiences yourself, and you have written some books on that. But you speak to that so people also can find out what you do. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I haven't finished the, the, um, the book about my story and my childhood and all that, but I, I did um, put it um, part of that story that was relevant in um the in my book digital moon which you can also get on amazon uh, under brett shepherd or or you can read it for free on um internetarchive.org so you you can go to either of those two places if you want a physical book you go to the professional amazon one and um if you just want to read the book you can go to internet archive because i i made it open source i yeah. i want people to know about it um a lot of it has to do with with nasa images and what was my personal um story behind all of those nasa images and and what i saw in them mm -hmm. um which was which had more to do with art actually you know it had to do with um um a or pareidolia and in an artistic aspect of the NASA images, rather than poking around and finding um, structures or something like that on the moon, you know, like Richard Hoagland or someone else, you know. Um, I, it wasn't my ever my goal to look for anomalies. Um, mm. But the biggest anomaly was the picture itself. Yeah. That's what I found. And then because then I, 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 I got all kinds of communication through devonating through um nasa images and i and i i soon learned that it wasn't just nasa images of the moon and space it was also images that i took when i was a child so so it was also in those images mm -hmm. um i saw a lot of forest beings and creatures that but what's strange is i can only see them i you know and unless i point them out to people they're very difficult to see because they blend in with the regular um, subject matter of the photo. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to see these things unless you've got a trained eye, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I was looking at them and um, I've got a picture of myself just standing there when I was about, probably about 11 or 12 years old. And there's these beings all around me, you know, in this picture. Mm. Um some of them look like some of them look a little bit similar to um when um 
Harry Houdini was investigating the the girls that saw fairies in the photos mm -hmm. or took pictures of the fairies and said they were interacting with them and all of that. And, it, you know, I, I think they were trying to lead on that it was some kind of hoax or trick photography from their father, you know, but the, it's the same kind of situation. No one really knows if that, if there, what kind of dimensional aspect that was as well. So there's this physical and, and interdimensional space aspect to this stuff. And I, I, that's how I divinate things. I, I can tell, read, actually read a whole story in just one NASA image because it's all themed. And there's all kinds of different little pictures that connect to each other and tell a story. Mm. It's almost like a, a children's book or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, except for sometimes a lot more explicit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that could be they, interesting. Yeah, they, they do not hold back. There's... You know, some of it can be very explicit. Yeah. And that's what I was told, actually, by the, the lady that was showing them to me when I was a child. You know, I was 15 years old. She came into my art class at the end of the art class and um, picked me and my friend Chris. Um, it, it, we were very good artists, you know, and uh, beginner artists or whatever in, in freshman year in our art class. And... Um, she showed me pictures or whatever, and she goes, look at that one. What does that remind you of? So she was wanting my opinion and my eyes to de decipher what these images were. And I come to find out 40 years later that those were the same NASA images that I was looking at. Um, the, the same pictures from when I was 15 um, were shown to me from 40 years later, you know. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time. But I looked back at it, and I, I have a photographic memory, and I remembered every single image. And I looked for them in the within the NASA images, you know. Um, it's like looking at a puzzle picture, mm -hmm. like a few, you know, that <clears throat> Rupert Sheldrake would talk about, about the puzzle pictures and, and, and how um, they were psychoactive. And, and that's how these pictures are when you look at them. Um, with, with that with that sort of trained eye, once you get going, you it, you start dreaming about them. You start getting communications from mm -hmm. interdimensional type entities, etc. Um, and they, these are, uh, in a way, a portal, you know, into that type of communication. So it's it's a very kind of a trippy thing. But I, I was I was excited that 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 my art meant something. You know, that the, somehow my art from years ago meant something. Yeah. And it, mm. it's just weird be, because it, it looks exactly like my artwork that I did when I was a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's impossible. Um, well, maybe that's... impossible for them to be embedded in NASA images and um, even Mars images, space images, you know, in yeah. general. How how is how how are my thoughts and and my art embedded in these images that were taken in space? They they weren't taken with a camera or something um, from somebody. A lot of them were lunar orbiter images, which is kind of weird because the lunar orbiter happened when I was born. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, so that's another very bizarre aspect. And also I'm the same age as Ilona. So okay. it, it's a, it's, it's kind of a strange thing. Maybe there's a, maybe that has something to do with, um, why we're susceptible to that certain type of portal. Yeah. Very well oh. be. And, uh, the mind has a lot of a lot to do with what we see and experience because we live in a mind created universe. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. That, that those are all very interesting questions and aspects to look at. Um, I I still don't know why, but if you're stoic, why doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it happened. Um, but it did happen, yeah. and and it it in my mind very vividly happened you know um that that's one of the aspects that happened um you know and like i think i shared with you on on your other show you know uh, some of the stuff that happened when i was a kid mm -hmm. but you know these these are interdimensional or even physically um extraterrestrial um people would come at different times in my life and show me things Mm -hmm. you know that that were important to either my future or maybe humanity's future or i'm just a little piece of the puzzle maybe ilona and ivana are a piece of the puzzle yeah you know I'm sure they are yeah so so that's what i think and that's kind of how i look at it um i i don't think we're the only ones i just think we're the very few people that talk about it yeah <laughs> you know very likely <laughs> that's well, I see we are getting down to the end of the uh, show here. So um, you let people know where they can find Ilona and her sister's book and your book. And gosh, okay. this has been interesting. So I thank you again for being with us. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always fun. Yeah. And uh, there's always something interesting to talk about. And uh, you have a lot of experiences. Yeah, so do you. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, you betcha. And mm -hmm. uh, then I will uh, recommend for everybody out there watching and listening, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and click the bell so you will know when the next video comes out and the next show comes out. And uh, otherwise, there is one message I want to give you. Be good to each other. So, see you later. <laughs>